guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. We're wrapping 2022 up, and I thought it might be interesting to look ahead as what is forecast as the way for next year. So if you're thinking about your future planning, this episode is for you. Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence. My name is Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist. This podcast is where I get to talk about all things strategic communications, including content creation and messaging. So whether you create content for your business or as your business, I know you're going to find something in each episode that contributes to your success. Thank you so much for being here today. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome to this episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence with me, Janice. There's no fluff today, my friend. No fancy stories or scene setting. Today, we're all about business because these trends are not just for social media. I don't want you to limit yourself to just considering your socials when you've done listening and you're processing all this information. In fact, It might be one of those episodes that you don't listen to while you walk the dog. You might even have a pen and paper nearby so you can make notes when the inspiration strikes. These are trends to apply to all aspects of your business. So if you're blogging, refreshing your website, planning a new product or service, creating a new media strategy, whatever, you're going to find something to think about. Now, when it comes to attributions and my sources for researching, you're not going to find too much being documented in the show notes, simply because I have trawled through many sources, LinkedIn, Twitter, podcasts, blogs. I've gathered anecdotal insights from individual social media managers and PR professionals, as well as industry reports. And it's disappointing and reassuring all at the same time that pretty much everybody is saying the same things disappointing because you really want something that stands out, that surefire, oh my gosh, no one else is doing this, so I am going to be a total superstar when I do, that kind of thing. But that's just not how public relations and communications works. And it's reassuring because it means that there's just, there's nothing crazy out there that you're missing out on. These are things that work, that will continue to work, 
then it's up to you to put your magic spin and sparkle on how you do it. So let's have a look at the eight trends for your business communications in 2023, beginning with a kiss. Yeah, it's keep it short and simple. This can be a tough one because it requires you to dive right in. You create your context, you present your standpoint or solution or product, call the action if appropriate, call it a day. No fluff. People have short attention spans. You have mere seconds to grab them. Give them your information to make an impression before they move on. I've even seen people saying that simple visuals are working better than fancy and beautiful graphics. So goodbye, fancy curlicues, bells, and whistles. So what does it mean for you? Be clear on your messaging. Deliver it clearly. Sometimes we like to dance around what we want to say. It's kind of uncomfortable to be direct. What will people think or say? But if you aren't clear and direct, people aren't going to say anything because they've blown past you. They simply don't have time for that. Whatever that you're putting out. You can check out my guide on creating strategic messaging on my website, janicefogarty.com, if you want some help knowing what your point is in the first place. Now, the second trend is using audio and video. Yep, you knew this wasn't going away. No matter how much you shudder at the idea of going live or recording any kind of video and then asking someone, oh man, I do not sound like that, do I? Mm-hmm. Audio and video are here to stay. I always think that the nice thing is that in keeping it short and simple, you actually have less time to mess up and it's quicker to complete. Turn the camera on, say what you need to say, post it. No faffing about. But when it comes to how you actually use this trend, don't just think about posting it. This concept expands to using your audio for your emails, video on your website, like whatever, be imaginative. One source I will attribute is Vengage, which did a psychology of marketing study that showed people are 85% more likely to buy your product after watching a video about it. Uh, bumping up your chances of a sale by 85%? Yeah, I have it on my plan to create video for my products and services, I assure you. And that's something that you can do too. And I've even sent a few Loom videos in my emails instead of writing them out. My emails usually have about a 45 to 56% open rate, which is pretty amazing, but it jumps to mid to high 60s when I send a video. So at best, that's a 22% increase in open rates, which again, is worth capitalizing on. And video and audio, they just don't need to be elaborate. They need to make a point quickly and clearly. And you can do that. The third trend is privacy. And really, huh, how is privacy even a trend? How is that not just a given? Maybe it's my Canadian nature. We are known to be incredibly trusting, which doesn't mean we're naive. It just means we have high expectations of each other. So I trust that my information is being respected and safeguarded. But it's not. Not always. If it was, we wouldn't need things like GDPR and Castle. It's important that people feel safe working with you, even if working with you only actually entails being on your email list or interacting with you online. If you want to learn more about privacy, I highly recommend you listen to episode 112 of season one. Avoid this scuzzy email practice. All right, is it the most mature phrasing? Perhaps not. 
but the information is top notch. It's one of those topics that I researched and spent time breaking down for you. So you can make sure that you aren't only protecting yourself, your reputation and your business, but also your customers. Trust and respect are always trending. The fourth trend is AI, artificial intelligence. And it's a big topic that encompasses a few different aspects of tech that are becoming popular. Hands up, I am not an early adopter of tech. It's not me. It probably never will be, but I watch it for others and I listen avidly when people discuss it. I know it's coming and okay, really, it's not just coming, it's here. But I don't get joy out of that kind of experimentation. I'd rather others work the bugs out than leave me just to follow best practice. That said, we are all using AI, whether we realize it or not. Algorithms. They are AI. They watch traffic to see what's considered useful based on some predetermined factors, and then they work to promote those things to others. That's AI, and it's not going away. Your responsibility is to watch your own stats on open rates, save rates, interactions, downloads, and do more of what gets the traction. You may have seen those stories in the media recently regarding artists having their work replicated and even just used in AI-generated visual content. These artists are raising some interesting questions about copyright and what art means. In a similar kind of vein, AI can also do your writing for you. That scares me a bit, and I see a lot of very emotional chat around it. To me, writing is personal and time-consuming. When I'm creating content for my clients, I think like them and their customer base. That takes time, but creates results. There are AI programs that promise to do this writing for you as a first draft, and then you come in and you tidy it up. Oh, the time people can save on their blog posts, their podcast episodes, report writing, email writing, website writing, and more but will it lose your sparkle? And I don't know. What I've heard is that professional writers feel like the result is fine, but who wants fine? It seems a bit stilted, missing a personal flow. And the argument is fine is fantastic when you have 50 other things due yesterday. And hey, isn't that what editing is for? So if you want to check out things like Notion to start doing your writing for you. That's cool. Personally, maybe selfishly speaking, I'd hope that you choose to support a person if you have the budget for it. Email me. We can talk. Along the same lines as writing, though, is the idea behind Grammarly and things like it. We know it as a website that will answer your grammar questions. Very handy, and I am a frequent visitor. But you can download like an extension that will read your writing and check it for mistakes. And that is something I can get behind. And then there are chatbots, which could go under a number of different headings in this episode, but I'm lumping it under AI because it's automated. Might be a stretch, but hey, that's what happens when it's your podcast. You can stretch. There's a big move to having your main customer questions or pathways outlined in a chatbot So when someone's stress shopping at midnight and has a question, they have an avenue to get an answer. It's about providing customer service tailored to your customer's journey as it happens. 
Many website builders offer this as an option. It's up to you whether you take advantage of it. The fifth trend is using influencers. And I just don't love this idea as it's commonly considered. I think micro-influencers are still useful and within reach for smaller businesses to use. You know, if you find an Instagram or a TikTok account that narrowly focuses on what you do or speaks to the people that you want to speak to, you can approach them with an idea of rates and time frame. Offering free product with no money exchange might not fly any longer. It would really depend on how you frame the offer and the size and the loyalty of the audience that the person has. They might know the value of their audience and their integrity. So you can't assume that someone will jump at the chance to have a freebie from you and sing your praises afterwards. So what can you do? I think there's a lot to be said for swapping promotions, if your industry governing body and ethics allow it. I tell my email list about my guest coming up on my podcast, and they tell their email list that they've gone on my podcast. That kind of thing. I tell everyone about your writing services, and you tell everyone about my printing services. If you're swapping promotions, being a micro-influencer yourself, in exchange for the same in return, maybe agree on, you know, 10 mentions per transaction arrangement. Give out a new referral link for them to use and track it to see how often that link gets used. It doesn't really need to be complicated, and it doesn't need to cost a lot, but I do think you can still use influencers to help promote your business. Just be mindful of declaring any special interests or money earned. The sixth trend is personalization. So bouncing back to the chat box, helping you personalize your customer's journey in real time. But this does go further than that, further than just using your customer's name in an email field as well. You need to find a way to stand out from your competitors and the freebies and the, the flashy ads that, frankly, they're all losing their gloss. This is where you need to create a personal connection and people's expectations are high. I think their skepticism is up too, based off of the number of people who started their own businesses purely to go after the easy money. And did you find that easy money, by the way? Because frankly, I am still looking for it. I know, it doesn't exist. People's trust has been slightly abused, and they're more careful with their money, especially in this economic climate. So create the relationship. But how do you do that? Well, try telling stories that personalize the experience of shopping with you, of working with you. Help them identify with you, your values, your ethos, your pathway or style of working, your background or where you want to go. Show them that you understand where they are in their life, why they might be looking for you. It's personal, you know? And it's funny because I've often said that business isn't personal, but some aspects are. You still need to be a person to push the buy now button. It's just not personal to you if they skip on buy it. It might not be for them right now, and it might not be the best story to have told. So have a think and try again. Now, number seven is being exclusive. This is a bit more of a traditional media relations tip, but I think that there's a case for it to be made around other media as well. Many journalists have either been laid off or have decided to freelance and will write for several publications, depending on the material that they get. So their time is even more precious than before, 
when they were maybe a staff writer and just getting paid to be on staff. Now they're depending on getting something good because their time is actually their money. They don't sell their story, they don't get paid, despite the time that they've put into the piece. So what do you do? You get to know your media. Know who is doing what and with who and what they like to tackle. Make it exclusive so they have the time to do a great job digging into the story and producing something worthy of them pitching to be put behind a paywall. You know when you click on an online newspaper or magazine, you can't read more than the first paragraph or maybe even the first line because you need to subscribe first? So that is FOMO marketing or fear of missing out marketing on behalf of the media organization. And I won't go into the merits of that. It's the way it is. And if you want to increase the value of your story, offer it exclusively and maybe aim for behind that paywall so it has an increased perceived value to those who see it but can't read it and those who notice the little lock next to it denoting it as premium content. If your topic is of interest and seems valuable, people will pay to see it and then the reporter and the editor know that you have something of interest to offer. The trick is to start with knowing your journalist so you pitch correctly and having something actually of interest. But what if you don't want to get into traditional media? Does this idea still have value for you? Well, I would argue yes. If you have things of value, make it exclusive by creating your own paywall. What do you think courses and masterclasses and webinars are all about? Paying for exclusive access to your goodness. Podcasts and YouTube channels have paid or sponsored content. Can you follow suit? What about a paid email sequence to walk your clients through something that's common enough that you can distill into steps? This isn't actually that new of a concept, but it's a different way of looking at monetizing something. And trend number eight is one that disappointingly didn't turn up anywhere. Like, nowhere. And maybe that's because it shouldn't be a trend. It should just be a given. I'm talking about accessibility. Making your content available for people who are differently abled than you. And really, a lot of these ideas that I already mentioned are geared towards making your content more accessible to more people, such as using audio or video for those who are oral or visual learners, those who are visually impaired. But you need to put some intention into it as well. There are lawsuits being brought more and more often, particularly in the U.S., regarding the inaccessibility of websites and transactions. So it's prudent to be intentional. So. What else can you do? I strongly recommend you listen to Season 1, Episode 109, Five Ways to Make More Accessible Content. It lays out the facts and stats, plus five reasonable steps to make your content more accessible. One simple thing that you can do today is use alt text or a described image on social media, which is where you explain what's happening in the image that you've used so that people who are visually impaired and need a screen reader don't lose out on the rounded delivery of your messaging. Being simple and direct is wonderful because people with learning disorders may not have the attention span or the skills to read fluffy long sales pages and pull out the salient points. Put your important information up front with a pay now button 
expand further down below for those people who need to read and digest lots of information before they buy something or create a chat bot or an FAQ to deal with the questions that your short form sales page didn't address. You don't necessarily need to make sweeping broad changes to how you do business, but some small changes will help open your business to more people. And that is a good thing. Okay. So far, I've talked about being clear and direct, using audio and video, respecting privacy, using artificial intelligence, using influencers, and being one yourself, personalization, offering exclusives, and being inclusive and accessible. To wrap it all up, I have a bonus point, which is consistency. You can't just do one of these things once and expect to see an increase in traffic and sales. That's just not how life works. What are the odds that you scratch one lotto ticket in your life and win 10 million? You got to scratch a lot of tickets to win 10 bucks in my humble experience. Same for PR. It's about doing the right things regularly and consistently that brings the results. It's how you know you'll be around a long time, long after the flash in the pan viral sensations are. If you want help creating a strategy that keeps you consistent, I do have a masterclass that maps out how you create goal-based messaging and then use that messaging to create a month's worth of social media posts or blog posts or SEO-rich content for your website. I'll link to that in the show notes. I hope you found today's episode to be instrumental in creating your content and your strategy for moving forward, not just next year, but for the coming years. I don't think that there's anything that was in this episode that is flash of the pan, that is arguable, or that's going to really change. If you found value in this episode and you think you know somebody who might also enjoy it, I'd really appreciate the share, and I bet you they would too. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like more information on behind the scenes or different ideas about how to put these things into context or into practice in your business, why don't you jump on my email list? You can go to janicefogarty.com forward slash email list, whole one word, and sign up. I'll be back in two weeks time with another episode. But until then, I hope you have a fan freaking rest of your day. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.